Nearly half of the Unit 5 school board will turn over after the April 6th election. Three seats are up for grabs with no incumbents running. The race is heavily contested with six candidates hoping for voter support. The field includes a wide range of perspectives from teachers to parents to recent graduates. Dana Vollmer has more. Janelle Sapar is the only educator in the race. She teaches science in El Paso Gridley. I have kind of a behind the scenes view. I bring different pieces to the table than others do in that way. I also have a background in science and therefore I'm far more of a evidence and data driven individual than it being about opinions. All four of her children attend Unit 5 schools. Sapar says they were drawn to the solid academic programming. I've also gotten to see as a taxpayer citizen that unfortunately Unit 5 has uh, budgeting issues. And I got involved because I'm hopeful that we can do some work together as a new board and try and find some solutions. Sapar says there's a way to address the district's budget woes without allowing it to fall into stagnation. Sapar says the district should be more proactive about seeking grant opportunities. She says there are a few line items that need to be continually reevaluated to make sure they're being handled as cost effectively as possible. Things like transportation is huge. I'm well aware that our busing system has been altered several times over the last 14 years that I've been here, and I'm guessing more beyond that. And part of that is because it's very expensive to handle the transportation, especially given the way the districting lines are and how some students are crossed from place to place. Sapar says staffing changes should also be considered more often, ensuring the best people are on the job and students' needs are met in a financially responsible way. Challenger Gavin Cunningham says staffing cuts are not on the table for him during budget restructuring. Cunningham graduated from Normal Community West last year. He's now studying special education at Illinois State University. I decided that I wanted to run because When I look at the current school board, I don't see anybody who looks like myself. There is no student representation or recent graduate representation. And while I appreciate everything that the current school board has done, there are issues that are directly impacting students um, that I believe are not being addressed. Cunningham says he can help bridge the gap between administrators, teachers, and parents, and those at the center of these decisions, the students. I've often told people that your your children don't always tell you the complete truth when it comes to what's going on in their lives. And that's very applicable to what's going on in the school district. Students are often afraid to talk about what's going on, afraid to talk about mental health, that sort of stuff. And it's frankly something that's um, that many students are being affected by. Cunningham says he also wants to ensure students are taught diverse and complete history. If elected, he wants to create a subcommittee to reform K-12 history curriculum. Anything from teaching about Juneteenth in high school to talking more accurately about the relationships between Native Americans and European immigrants um, and even and even kindergarten and first grade. Cunningham says he's also running to represent Bloomington's West Side, a community he says has long been voiceless on the school board. Erica Ralston is also running because she feels some communities are underrepresented. Ralston says she stays involved in her son's education. She's part of the Sugar Creek Elementary PTO. She also served on Heartland Head Start's governing board. Ralston says she doesn't see enough black and brown people brought to the table, and when they are in the room, they're not necessarily being listened to. I want to be that ear. I want to be the person that 
that listens. I want to help our school board in listening to to all stakeholders, not just not just the people that come to the meetings, the people that are not able to come to the meetings. Ralston says Unit 5 offers great programming for students who are excelling, but not so much for the kids who are struggling in school. How do we help them to achieve what they want to achieve? So if they want to be at a 5.0, what are we doing to make that attainable to them? What are we doing to make sure that even the kids that have failed behind get to where they need to be? When it comes to paying for that programming, Ralston says fundraising could go a long way. We can say all day long that we want, we want, we want, we want, but where's the need at? And if those cuts have to be done, then why not see what we can do? Maybe fundraise. Most kids, if you tell them basketball is going to be cut, and that's something that they really, really like, and they say, well, if we raise this amount of money, we can keep this program. Ralston says the district could see corporate partnerships with companies like State Farm, Country Financial, or even Home Depot, where she works. Kentrika Coleman who also prioritizes identifying and addressing equity gaps for students. I know that we want to enable all students in this district to thrive and compete, no matter their circumstances. And in doing so, we must address and um, understand barriers that are keeping them from moving forward. I commit to be that voice for all students. Coleman currently serves on Unit 5 Citizens Advisory Council. She's also president of the Evans Junior High PTO and works with several booster clubs. Coleman says in all of these capacities, she takes an issues-focused approach. You think about the financial health of Unit 5. Um, we've talked about lack of diversity in staff. We talk about our academic achievement gaps, you know, uh, between minority versus mon- non-minority students, right? And how do we close that gap there? Um, we've talked about um, remote learning and pandemic recovery. Like all other candidates, Coleman says she wants to focus on revenue generation, not budget cuts to keep the district spending on track. As we think about what a three to five year deficit reduction plan would look like. What are those ways that we can increase revenue that's maybe leverages, you know, our assets, right? Our current assets, like for example, our buildings. Can it be leveraged as a shared resource with the community? Also like the other candidates, Coleman acknowledges a property tax hike might become necessary, but she says the district must do significant outreach before putting a measure on the ballot to make sure there's community buy-in. Challenger Stan Gozier agrees. The State Farm actuary says he wants to use his budgeting and mathematical savvy to tackle district funding deficits head-on. Gozier says he's disappointed the graduated income tax referendum didn't pass in November. He says voters may not have thought about how it would impact local schools, especially with other revenue new sources hampered by the pandemic. That does end up being becoming uh, less money in the state budget toward our local school districts. Uh, so we really have to take a look inside at our school district, uh, have those conversations with our community and say, what is it that, that we truly want uh, the Unit 5 to look like? Um, where do we want the the responsibility and the, the ownership of its success to lie? Gozier says he does not approach the race with an agenda. He says he wants his role to be representative of the will of constituents. I'm not saying things are broken. I'm not saying this one area in particular is the sole reason I'm running. Uh, I'm running for the full term. I want to uh, imp- I want to be a voice for everyone in the district, all students, all parents. I want to be a good fiduciary for all taxpayers. Gozier says he would like to see more attention paid to closing the educational gap by focusing on younger students. And what I would like to do is really focus on how can Unit 5 improve that by concentrating on the elementary level. 
This is where students are most impressionable, more impressionable than at any other age. And they're coming in with the widest range of needs. They can be special education needs. They can be social emotional needs. Uh, they may just be remedial to get up to the point where they are at grade level. Candidate Jeremy DeHigh also says relying on state funding isn't a safe bet. DeHigh, a sales manager at Croft Chemical Company, says out-migration from Illinois doesn't paint an optimistic picture for the future tax base. I'd like to see if there's potential for getting donations to school district for other things. If, there, if there's grants that can be provided by organizations like State Farm or other uh, corporate entities in the area that can provide grants to the school district for programs and for education. DeHigh says a good example is a $1 million donation from Rivian and Redditus Labs to provide COVID-19 testing to Unit 5 high schools. The pandemic is what prompted DeHigh to run. He says his top priority is getting students back into the classroom. There are kids in the community that maybe have, they don't have good internet access. They have a single parent that is working and they don't have somebody that can be there with them, you know, younger kids in particular. Um, We need to advocate for getting these students back in school as soon as possible. Um, so that they can continue their education. There's going to be some ground to be made up for a lot of these students. DeHigh says remote learning has been particularly detrimental for students in special education programs. He says that's one area he would not consider cutting funding. DeHigh says what sets him apart from the other candidates are his intentions. He says he's in it to serve the community, not bolster his own profile. My sole focus is on the students' of the district. So that's what I'm doing. I think, and I'm, I'm not knocking any of the other candidates by saying this. I think some of the other folks, for them, this is potentially a launch of their political career or it's a stepping stone where they've served in different roles in, in school organizations or other organizations. They see this as like the next step to, you know, to move forward. That's not where I'm at. The election is April 6th. I'm Dina Vollmer. The three seats on the Unit 5 board will go to the top vote-getters, except no more than one candidate can be elected from among the candidates Janelle Sapar, Gavin Cunningham, and Erica Ralston. School boards limit the number of seats in each congressional township. Kentricka Coleman, Jeremy DeHigh, and Stan Gozier are also seeking election to the board.